This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, it's T. Sparky, 5 or 55 past the hour here on 1250 AM. The Fan, time for that time we all wait for. The Milwaukee Sports Time Out here on a Picket Save Football Friday. Time to talk about Green Bay and uh, the New York Jets, the other New York team. Uh, and anytime we talk uh, Green Bay on a Picket Save Football Friday, it's sponsored by Otto's Wine and Spirits with their seven employee owned locations serving Milwaukee. Otto's Wine and Spirits.com. Ken Ingalls joins us now, our salary cap guy. Ken, do you think we see a better performance out of the Packers this week than we did last week? Oh man! Well, I, I sure hope so, right? Um, I think it. I think it really comes down to getting back to basics, right, and just running the ball, letting the offense do what it needs to do. Um, but yeah, it's not been the greatest of starts for the Packers so far, and you know I'm hoping on both sides of the ball they can kind of figure it out and go on one of those runs that Aaron Rodgers is talking about that we typically kind of see. You know, it's kind of been the pattern for the past couple of seasons, right? The Packers kind of get off to those questionable starts, maybe get a little sputtering, and then poof, they rattle off six, seven wins in a row. So hopefully that's the start of that coming up this week against the second New York team in a row. How much of this do you think is on Aaron Rodgers uh, not making the throws that he needs to when he's, you know, not hitting these deep throws versus the wide receivers maybe not getting the separation like a Devontae Adams used to? Man, I think it's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, right? Um, you know, if if you're looking at, at the film and the tape and listening to the analysis, you're you're, you're kind of hearing both both uh, situations really proving to be true. You know, there are times where the receivers are wide open. Even Aaron Rodgers is talking about it in his interviews, where they're looking back at the tape and they're he's like, "Wow, some of these rookies are are open," you know, but they're not on his first or second read. You know, there's kind of like a clearing route. So, but then there are times when they're literally running into each other down the field. But the numbers are also, you know, painting a picture for Aaron Rodgers. He's just he's not hitting that deep ball, um, whether it's route running or the ball's just a little too far, a little too um, short off target. Um, Bill Huber of Sports Illustrated had an interesting article where he outlined that as of right now, Aaron Rodgers' uh, what depth of completed pass uh, in air yards is the lowest in the league at like just over three yards per completion. So that's not the Aaron Rodgers we know and love. We're used to Aaron Rodgers being the back-to-back MVP, four-time MVP, doing those deep ball you know throws to balance out of games. And right now that that ball isn't connecting. I'm hopeful that. You know, as the rookies and the receivers have more and more time in this offense with this year's version of the offense, that 
they can figure it out and those will start uh, you know hitting those big completions that we need. I don't know if you saw on Twitter uh, the other day, uh, but there's some some dude who I'll be honest with you, I've never heard of uh, in my life. Uh, and you click on his profile and it says that you know he's with ESPN and, and does a podcast or something like that. And I'm trying to find his name here, and he says, "Oh, here we go, Michael Belko." Uh, who tweeted out, I've spoken to some people within the Packers organization. They told me that Aaron Rodgers has, quote, made it clear, end quote, that he plans to retire following the season. Now, again, I've never heard of this dude in my life, uh, but it was all over Twitter. But when I looked at his contract on Track, it, it looks like he's due 50-plus million dollars. Like, I, I can't imagine anybody walks away from that much money. Right, right. Yeah, I, I know I know the tweet that you're talking about. That one's kind of become a little infamous uh, over the past couple of days. I think I think what's important to know, like Aaron Rodgers' contract is very unique. Um, we really haven't seen much like it before in Packer Nation. It's so unique that, you know, you mentioned spot track. Uh, there's also over the cap, uh, two sites that are online that kind of help kind of do some of the stuff that I do with salary cap analysis. Those sites can't even, like, the contract is so unique that, like, it doesn't fit within their framework. So the math doesn't quite shake out to, like, what it would actually be. So how how it would work if he's due next year, Aaron Rodgers, is due a $58.3 million option bonus, which is basically just a roster bonus that's been pre-backloaded so they don't have to, like, do any restructuring ever. $58.3 million just for showing up. Um, on top of like a $1.1 million salary. So that's a lot of money uh, for Aaron Rodgers to come back to. Um, but yeah, like I said, this contract is so wild and so bonkers. You know, trying to make heads or tails of it online, you can definitely get yourself in the circles. But yeah, this is one of those contracts where, you know, when it was first reported, it was $50 million a year, but team-friendly. But that team-friendly is, is, a, is an interesting concept because I think it's an oxymoron like jumbo shrimp. There's no such thing as a $50 million team friendly contract because eventually that money all has to be counted. And this is one of those weird contracts where every year that Rogers wants to come back. Yeah, they can get him back and he's going to make a ton of money. But when he eventually walks away, there's going to be some long-term kind of salary cap issues that this contract is going to leave behind. You know, the other thing about this uh, as well, and you can follow uh, Ken Ingles, uh, of course, uh, right there on Twitter, real nice and easy. And you heard him on the big show uh, back in the day as well, uh, talking about salary cap stuff. Uh, and it's easy to follow Ken on Twitter. It's just at Ken Ingles. One of the tweets I, I favorited uh, from the other day, uh, you talking about how hard it's going to be to kind of predict some of these new contracts coming up for some of these guys they're going to be looking to get paid Lazar Jenkins Gary Savage Tanyan and Amos uh, and you mentioned that Gary might be the easier one to predict than the others at this point what kind of money are we talking about here when we start talking about Rashawn Gary who by far is the best pass rusher on the Green Bay Packers and I think probably one of the best pass rushers in the NFC right right and you know if it wasn't for some unfortunate um, defensive penalties, he would have been on track for having at least one sack in every single game so far this year. But I still think he's going to end, you know, at the top of that list or near the top of that list when everything's said and done. I think he's going to get top or near top of market, you know, edge rusher money. And right now, that's mid twenty to upper twenty million dollars per season. I mean, we're talking like the likes of T.J. Watt, Joey Bosa, Miles Garrett. Those are the guys who are at the top. Max Crosby. 
Um, he's probably going to be in the conversation with all those guys. Now, the thing they need to remember is Rashawn Gary is under contract next year. The Packers did exercise his fifth year option, but that's expensive because it's just shy of a million or sorry, $11 million and it's fully guaranteed. So that um, it's an $11 million cap hit. They can give him that top of market money and have him come in at maybe half of what he's currently on the cap at. Nice. Now. So that one, that one's easy, right? Because what they'll do is they'll pay him the minimum salary. They'll give him a humongous signing bonus. That signing bonus gets pushed out for years. And so he'll get a lot more money and cost a lot less on the cap. And then it becomes an issue potentially down the road. But with a guy like Gary, you don't worry about it, right? It's, it's the other guys. It's these other guys that you really don't know what's going to happen because they're not necessarily top-of-market type of performers like an Alan Lazard. It's hard to project where his value is. And, you know, he, he strikes me as a guy where he might be the most valuable as a Green Bay Packer. So what is his market to, you know, outside of Green Bay? That's an interesting case. What about Elton Jenkins? Um, I mean, this is a guy that can play all five positions or so uh, it seemed prior to this injury. Now, he's not played as well maybe at, at right tackle to start the season, but he's coming off of an injury. He played just fine at left tackle. Like I said, he's played at all the positions. If they were to move him back into guard, that obviously would hurt him. But from a financial aspect I'm talking about, I think he's going to file or try to convince the Packers to pay him like a tackle instead of a guard because obviously that's where the money's at. Absolutely. You know, I said earlier in the season when people were trying to project when, when Jenkins was coming back, when Bakhtiari was coming back, you know, what the five-man you know, starting lineup would be, and everyone had Jenkins all over the board. And my stance was, look, the Packers are going to start paying Elton Jenkins, like, starting tackle money. So you, you better start paying him at that higher position, right, or start playing him at that position because he's going to be making that money regardless. So you might as well have – you know, that tackle money be going, you know, the, the snaps match the money. He's an interesting case. And because the way the franchise tags work works is it's not by center versus guard versus tackle. They take all offensive linemen and they average, I believe, like the top five salaries. And that's how you get to what the uh, franchise tag number will be. Well, franchise, that's going to be less tackle money. And next year, that's projected to be, you know, around $18 million. Um, Packers probably aren't in a position to be paying $18 million on a franchise tag for Elton Jenkins. So they're going to need to come to a long-term deal. And Elton Jenkins has a ton of leverage in this because the Packers are going to be really hesitant to use that franchise tag on him. And so Jenkins has all the leverage to make sure that a long-term deal is done before he has the chance to sniff free agency. So that one's interesting, though, because, again, is his best position at guard, at center, which is actually his true position for where he played in college? Maybe. You know, he's a, he's a pro bowler at that position. But I think he is going to be, have the ability to get that right tackle or kind of uh, hybrid tackle money in the contract. It'll be very interesting to see where this one plays out. The other part about this is, too, I think when you talk about uh, the Packers and how this whole thing looks going forward, what about Jordan Love? I mean, because this is a guy here, I mean, you're going to let him play out his whole contract and then just leave in free agency? Do you try to get an extension done with Jordan Love if you think he is the answer to Aaron Rodgers? Because Rodgers isn't playing five more years. He might play you know, two more years after this one. That's how I think it plays out. Uh, but what do you do with Jordan Love? And then how do you determine value for a guy that has only started one game in his career? 
Right and right. That's the that's the that's the franchise future question, right? That's what everyone's trying to figure out. Yeah, how long is Rodgers going to play? How long do the Packers, you know, do, do they want to keep on to Jordan Love? Is he still going to be in their future plans? Are they looking to move on? That's why when everything was kind of, you know, going all the way back to that draft, everyone pointed at this 2022 season being like, okay, this is the season where Jordan Love needs to play and to start. So then next year, the Packers, when they're making their fifth-year option determination, they actually have a season of play to base that decision off of. Well, now, obviously, we know where we're at. Aaron Rodgers got his uh, extension, and Love is the backup, and that's the way it's going to be this year. So next offseason, the Packers are faced with that question. Do we offer a fifth-year option to extend Jordan Love just one more year? Now that's risky because it's the rules have changed. When you do a fifth-year option, yes, you keep them around, but that money is now fully guaranteed, and it's going to be around $20 million base salary. So if you're saying, yes, we want Jordan Love to be here in 2024 on his fifth year, um, you're committing that, like, this offseason. Like, that decision has to be made now. Um, so it's it's going to be really tricky. I don't know, you know, as fans on the outside, we're not in practice. We don't see, you know, we're not reviewing the tape as well. We don't know what what's happening in inside the building. All we have to go off is, you know, some practice footage, and preseason games, but man, that's a huge decision for this team to understand what's going to happen again. And Aaron Rodgers might want to play another two, three years. Right. And if I'm Jordan Love and I'm Jordan Love's agent, I, if I'm not going to be getting that fifth-year option, why would you know? I would be like, I need a significant deal, or I'm going to be, you know, starting to talk to some other teams what they what they could be interested in, yeah. you know, offer my services elsewhere. So puts the Packers in a little bit of a bind. It's a big and safe football Friday, talking about the, the green and gold like always. Ken Ingles, follow him on Twitter at Ken Ingles, great salary cap guy, knows all about it. Uh, and Ken, thanks so much for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Always a pleasure. You betcha. Take care. There he is, Ken Ingles. And every time we have a green and gold guy on a football Friday, sponsored by Otto's Wine and Spirits with their seven employee-owned locations serving Milwaukee. Otto'sWineAndSpirits.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.